Welcome to the Paradise Paradox. Here I am in Malaysia in Kuala Lumpur, standing in front of the world's largest statue of Murugan, the Hindu god of war. That's definitely a sentence which I didn't anticipate I'd be saying. So I got into Malaysia about a week ago and uh, I was quite impressed with the hospitality of the local people. Uh, like uh, when I got into the central, uh, KL Central train station, there was a young lady willing to show me around and show me exactly which ticket machine I needed to go to and which, which train line. Uh, hi, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> Just recording a very video. Good, very good, very good, very good video. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so it was, uh, Good to see the, the hospitality. I, it did cross my mind at, at one point whether the young lady was going to try to steal my money or to take take something from me, um, skim my debit card or something. But no, it was just a, a friendly Chinese Malaysian hospitality. And uh, the uh, that that night, I remember I went into a market and. Uh, <laughs> My, my little friend there. <laughs> I went into a, a night market and, and it was kind of chaotic with people selling vegetables and, and uh, fruits all over the place and uh, at the end of the row I found some uh, 80 liter drums filled with like in what in Mexico you call aguas frescas or like cordials ice, ice water of different flavors and uh, selling them for one ringgit which is like 30 cents a piece good deal <laughs> and it made me feel uh, pretty much at, at home there then uh, the, the the other thing is if you're traveling in Asia they tell me it's important to learn to use the butt shower so <laughs> I haven't I haven't really mastered it yet but it's kind of like uh, it's not exactly a bidet but it's like a little shower head they put on the side of the uh, on the side of the toilet so you can wash your butt very important for countries that don't allow you to flush <laughs> toilet paper. Uh, I guess uh, they probably need those in Latin America. Then uh, the other day, I remember I saw this uh, this this man with his uh, presumably his wife standing there, and he was uh, dressed like as a Westerner in uh, in uh, a graphic T-shirt and shorts, and she was dressed in a full niqab. Uh, like with only her eyes visible, I thought that's kind of that's kind of uh, amusing. Other people would have a different interpretation. Then uh, I thought, you know, I've seen so so many beautiful things. The malls are huge. I think there's like 23 malls just in in the, the central business district. That's uh, that's kind of weird, actually. It's like pedestrian areas going under the ground and uh, over the roads. Uh, so you can get to them any which way. It's like you never leave a mall. They got you. Uh, they got you locked down. Just like you're in a casino. Uh, you won't even see the natural light <laughs> if they if they set you up right. Um, but the um, the ugly side. I, I thought, well, there must be an ugly side to this place. Even though I, I walked around a lot, I didn't see a, a lot of poverty. Even the beggars I saw um, seemed to be quite healthy even I suppose and I remember I, I, I was walking down by the aqueducts under the, the train line under the LRT and uh, taking some pictures of graffiti by the way follow me on Instagram Kurt.Paradise and you've seen some of those pictures uh, and uh, there was a, a family down there which obviously they, they weren't well off but they, uh, I, I asked them for some water and they said yes well, come in sit down have some 
have some fruit with us, have have some uh, have some water, and they were very friendly. And they're uh, obviously not a, uh, a high standard of living, but a, you know a normal, uh, comfortable standard of living, uh, from what I could tell. Um, so at least in, within KL, it's it's like at least within close to the city, it doesn't seem like poverty is an issue. But uh, a friend of mine did start telling me about the problem with racism. So especially against the, the Chinese and the Indians, um, for certain historical reasons, there's, there's been this prejudice against them, which still today, native Malay people carry on, uh, if, even though they might not know exactly why. Also against the, the indigenous Malay people in, in the, I think, I think my friend told me that even in the constitution, these people are called Lane Lane or the others, which is uh, a little creepy and, you know, kind of Orwellian. Uh, not a very nice way to describe people. Um, so those are, those are all some, you know, that's a good, bad and, and interesting stuff that's, <laughs> that's been happening. The other day I, I did wake up and I started wondering, what the fuck? am I doing here? What am I doing here? And what am I doing with my life? And I, I started entering this period of existential confusion or angst and, and uh, <laughs> wondering what, the, what, is, what it all means and everything like that. I get a chance to, uh, to talk to my friend the other day who's been in, in Houston and she had to um, brave the uh, hurricane there and trying to figure out how, how she's going <laughs> to um, get dollars to eat for the next couple of months and I thought okay well that kind of that kind of put, puts my problems in perspective yeah I'm here I'm wonder, wondering what the meaning of life is and getting getting anxious about it and, and she's uh, well she's she's got a few <laughs> few problems that are closer to the stomach um, but no matter you know it's uh, pe people have it have it worse off than you it doesn't ma doesn't mean these situations and these questions and these emotions aren't real they are and everybody goes through them uh, we all have that that kind of struggle uh, the first time that you realize that life is inherently meaningless um, it can take a long time to deal with uh, they call that the dark night of the soul but then there are other periods which are similar which i guess i would call in between places so places where you have to pause and wonder uh, you realize that you've had a lack of consciousness or a lack of purpose in your life and suddenly it catches up with you so in the past few months I guess I have I haven't been doing a whole lot except for maintaining a podcast a YouTube channel and, and a couple of blogs uh, <laughs> but other than that I haven't been doing much uh, so so uh, when it when uh, I was planning this trip, I thought, okay, well, when uh, when the trip starts, that's that's when I'll put things together. That's when I'll start doing things. And then I come here, and then I didn't really start doing things. I'm like going out and getting drunk and dancing in bars. I mean, dancing is great, but it doesn't uh, uh, alone. It doesn't have a, a, a deep level of fulfillment. Um, so. The first thing is, uh, the most important thing is to, to remember when you enter one of these in-between places, you need to remember that it absolutely is normal. Uh, it doesn't reflect on you, it doesn't reflect on your essence, it doesn't mean you're a bad person or anything like that. You're doing great, 
uh, just to arrive at that point. So, so don't be hard on yourself. Uh, this is this is all part of the journey. It's all part of this this crazy ride. Um, and the the other thing is, um, it's it's good to have these periods. Uh, so so like I said, it's like when your lack of consciousness catches up with you. And this means you have this time to reflect and decide what's going to happen next. Uh, I saw this uh, this interview or this little ad with a famous rider the other day, and he said that he lives in a permanent state of rider's block. Now I'm not sure if that phrasing is is worth uh, embedding in your memory, but the, I think that what he was getting at was every turn is open to new possibilities. Every turn is open to creativity and every every turn is full of existential mystery you never know exactly what's going to happen next and there is that potential so when you when you do come into one of these uh, in-between places be grateful that you have a little time to pause and reflect and uh, do figure out what what you're gonna do with your life with this meaningless meaningful existence that we have here um, uh, and yeah, I, I was hesitant to make this video because I thought, well, hang on. Well, I, I question, you know, I asked all these questions and I wrote down these these little reflections about it. And after that, I'm still kind of miserable, or uh, I, have, I still have like this tight feeling in my stomach, like I don't know what the what the the, the flying shit I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> but that's all right, you know. That's all part of the trip. Uh, so. Uh, Take, take a moment to reflect. Um, remember that wherever you go, you can't escape yourself. Traveling isn't isn't going to be a cure-all, as my friend Andrea said the other day in, in the interview. And uh, take a moment and then continue with renewed vitality. Um, you can begin again, as, as the Hicks said. Thank you very much and have a good one.